It's Rand Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. My name is Morty Overstein. I am your host. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but I'm going to remind you this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You're already listening. So for the like one or two of you who are listening in your friend's car and don't know where to find this and have no idea where to find podcasts in general, you can guys, seriously, um, it's at the SEORant.com on Twitter at SEORant and like, I don't know, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those places. Just Google, where do I find podcasts? If you don't know, um, when does the SEO rant come out? Typically on Thursdays. Sometimes I don't do an episode. I don't get paid to do this. I do this for fun. So if I don't have time, I don't do an episode. So usually on Thursdays, so it does make sense to subscribe. If you don't know where to subscribe again, Google it. Um, so you're updated if in case I do miss an episode. You're like, oh, you don't have to go look for it. You already subscribed. You didn't see a notification. We're good. Anyway, for your listening pleasure, she's the founder of thegray.com. She has her own podcast webinar. Not sure what to call it. Opinionated SEO Opinions, best name ever for an, yeah, an SEO media product. She is Tori Gray. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited that you're here. One is because like it's great to finally meet you and talk to you. There's literally why I do this podcast. Other than the massive number of listeners, clearly that's why I do it. <laughs> yeah, um, you get to talk to all sorts of cool people. Yeah, that's basically it. It's basically to talk to a bunch of cool people um, and to put in a lot of extra work and time at night that I don't have time for. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Opinionated SEO Opinions, can you talk, let's plug yourself a little bit. Uh, opinionated SEO Opinions is a, you know, it's actually kind of similar to the SEO rant, except it's the three of us, Sam Torres, Bam, um, and I, and we just talk about various things. Sometimes we answer SEO questions that clients or other consultants will ask us. Sometimes we'll just go off on a spiel, super fun things like all of our opinionated opinions about subdomains and SEO hiring and all these various things. So it is a web series, but it's also podcastified. So you can Ooh. find it with all the, uh, all the normal podcast places that you find SEO rant. Which um, I'll remind you again, if you don't know what those are, like really, but also Google it. Yeah, that's the thing. You can Google things. You can just Google yeah. it. Right. Also, spiel is the best word ever. It's one of my favorite. Thank you. It's up there. I love that word. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into this because the topic is amazing. E-commerce SEO isn't as specialized or as or special or hard or whatever as you might think. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and if you're an SEO and does e-commerce, I love this. I'm sorry you're like fuming and this is perfect. Yes, apologies. I do a lot of e-commerce SEO too and I love it. And I'm a little bit frustrated sometimes because it really feels like, frankly, gatekeeping. Especially when I got to talk to lots of lovely women as a part of Women in Tech SEO, an organization I love and I'm a very active member on. And I just... It's really frustrating to see people avoiding learning e-commerce SEO because they're scared, because it sounds intimidating, because people have made it sound scarier than it is. Um, and I've seen people, I've seen people be like brilliant people get turned down for roles because they don't, didn't know how to do a very specific, like ex example, handling for assets and filters because they hadn't been in the e-com world. But what they could do was explain how they'd learn about the problem, explain how they'd approach it, how they think it through. And still they just didn't care and they didn't, you know, get these cool jobs. 
Meanwhile, they went other really cooler places. So good for them. Yeah. Um, but like what a missed opportunity for that e-com brand that just assumes that you have to know all e-commerce perfectly or why bother hiring you. Um, especially for such a learnable thing, like fasts and filters is a very learnable, approachable problem. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, I think that's a f- funny, about like all these like specialty areas in SEO, like there are definitely idiosyncrasies. Like, yeah, if you're doing e-commerce SEO, pagination is going to be a major part of what you do. Yeah. And there are going to be things that you like, you might know or not know about it, but like, come on, like if you're an SEO, you've been around for a long time, you got this down. Like, it's a matter of like figuring out that specific thing. That's not mm-hmm. every, every job. Like what job doesn't have a learning curve? Every job has a learning curve. And like when I really truly think about what is unique in the world of SEO, the only thing I've really come up with in honesty is news SEO. I just going to say that. You stole my news thunder. SEO is a completely different. It's a totally different Like trail, like fu- not a funnel. That's the wrong word. But like it, you have to get it perfect out the gate and you have to get that like news, um, yeah, like newsworthiness, and it's it's a whole yeah the the curve, the growth curve is dramatically different. And if you work in media news publishing and timeliness matters to you, news SEO is a different discipline, and you will have to talk Ooh. to SEOs that do that really well. But outside of that, it's not that different. Um, there are unique problems. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, but what I really hate and what I really want to avoid is the 27 page guides that make you think it's this hugely specialized, intimidating thing. Um, and you know, sometimes it's out of honesty. Sometimes it's verbose people. I'm pretty verbose. Um, sometimes it's academia and like wanting to be very detailed and thoughtful about it. And those things I can appreciate if get frustrated by sometimes like I I get that it's necessary and to get like those details and and that has a place in this world but what I really get mad about is basically service orgs agencies that put together these 25 page guides that make it seem complex so that they can put this in front of clients and be like see it's it's so hard only we can do this you can only trust us don't talk to anybody else we are special and nobody else can help you, just us. And like, they look at that and then they think that's true. And then they carry that out and they only talk to people that have 27 page guides and they only hire people that obfuscate and gatekeep and make other people feel small and dumb for not knowing details. And it just, it's wrong. It's funny because like to me, because I look at SEO, like I primarily come at SEO from a content algorithm point of view. So the algorithm is the algorithm and content is content. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I, people are, it's a landing page SEO. I'm like, it's a, it's a landing page. It's a blog post. It's, it's like, it's the same algorithm. And, it's, and from a content point of view, it's the same things you need to do across the page. Yeah, okay, a blog post is going to be a little bit different than a product review or it's going to be different than a product page or a landing page. But fundamentally speaking, it's all the same. Yeah, there are like differences in like, Okay, do you want to have your 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 uh, navigation show up or not show up, which is really a CRO issue, which I never really side rant. I always hate about CROs when they say, oh, you hide the navigation, really? Because I love the fact that if I want to find out about like who you are and what your site is, I need to go back to Google and figure out like what the hell you are and who the hell you are. That's my favorite yeah. thing in the whole world. I don't like context. I don't like being able to find my way. Why don't you just put it in a little bit of a more muted color if you want to make it like attractive to click on, but whatever, side point. Yeah, you can make it smaller and still make it accessible. Yeah, I never like got that. Yeah. 
Like you, no, the site has an about or, page for a reason. So why are you hiding it from yes. me? I know like, what you're don't doing. Let me add something to cart and then hide the map. Like I get it from a conversion standpoint, but yes. also sometimes I'm still shopping and now I'm pissed off and I don't know how to get back. Thank and like you. you prevented me from increasing items in my cart. Your average order value just went down because you didn't like. I said this at a Q&A one time in a webinar. And someone put in the comments of the webinar, like this idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Like, I just don't like the fact that I don't, there's no navigation. Like, sure, you're a CRO expert, blah, 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 blah. But I'm a consumer and I hate it. Anyway, um, wow, now I got told. Okay, so content in the algorithm. But fundamentally, it's the same thing. Like uh, e-commerce page, product review, like core updates, product review updates from a content point of view are kind of doing the same thing. I don't get all this differentiation. Like I get there's different idiosyncrasies. News content, again, being a totally different beast, like the way you even track rank is totally different because you're looking at you're, the, the, the content lives for a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like the whole syndication thing. So yeah, I get that. Like leave, leave that aside for a minute. But what's the freaking difference if like I have a product page? Just think about the content on the pages. Like, okay, it's a product page. This requires yeah. a whole set of like additional skills that I don't know because I used to work on blogs. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, to me, e-commerce has four at its core, four unique problems. You've got to deal with facets and filters and you've got to know what you want to index, what you don't, how to deal with crawling. Um, you've got um, stock challenges, like what goes in and out, um, pages that go away. Like, I mean, I'd also say like by unique, I mean pretty unique to, to e-commerce. Yeah, yeah, it's not as if these Canonicals are unique another- for everybody. I'm not unique to anybody. Like everybody has to have <laughs> yeah. them. But yes, they, they exactly. do come about to a much greater frequency when you're dealing with e-commerce. Yep. Yep. So one is the facet of navigation, facets and filters. Two is like the stock challenges. Three is really like categorization, which, you know, is obviously tied to the facets and filters, but different landing pages. Um, And then like seasonality, um, sales, promotions, handling for those things year over year, which obviously non-e-commerce businesses have too. Um, But those are like handled in a particular way for e-commerce SEO. So those are like the unique to e-commerce from my perspective. So like that's four problems to learn how to solve. And frankly, you can group those into two. Right. Um, they're conceptually very, very similar. Then there's like SEO problems that happen more pre- frequently with e-commerce sites, right? So like information architecture is complex because you could have a lot of categories and a lot of pages. Um, internal linking pagination, um, thin and duplicate content because you're using manufacturer descriptions. Like there's sort of a unique angle that's e-commerce E on a normal SEO problem. Um, or yeah, crawling and indexing. Um, but a lot of that's frankly enterprise. Like it's not really because it's e-commerce. It's because right, it's enterprise. enterprise. That's or true. That's a really good next. point. That's a really, really, really good point. I was going to say, cause like, like local SEOs, or, or mm-hmm. SEOs who work with the SMBs. So like this might be a challenge for them because they're not, it's not the same kind of thing they're normally used to. Although with local SEOs, that's a whole different expertise with your Google My Business Profile. I know yeah. it's called Google Business Profile now. I don't care. It doesn't roll yeah, off the tongue the same way. Time. I still call it GMB. It, it, it's, it's just, it's here. It doesn't like Google. What do you, how do you, like, the verbiage doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, um, you need to make sure you have a Google business profile account set up. Like that's an, like, a, it's a profile, but is it an account? Is it an account or is it a profile? I don't even know. Makes no sense. Sorry. No, I agree. And, and e-com, I'm sorry, not e-com. Um, local SEO is a different beast, but that's also because you're literally 
playing with a different tool. tool it, yeah. It's not quite a Google algorithm, right? Like it's its own different set of rules. Yes. So that one is like, again, a little bit more different. I, it's much more analogous to normal SEO than, than news, but yeah, it is um, like, I get this specialization specifically on that. Um, but in terms of e-commerce SEO, like everything else is, it happens to everyone. Like everyone needs on-page optimization. Everyone's working on site speed. Everyone wants valuable content. Like it, so, I mean, it's those three buckets and then it, it does get complex if you mix it with UGC, if you mix it with enterprise, if you mix it with any of those other things, because like those intersections can be more complex. But if you understand those four unique problems, then I'd argue you're in a better place to then learn like the enterprise variation of those things. Right. And that's right? why there are enterprise SEOs for lack of a better term for yeah. that and that makes sense like fine like that's not you don't you don't like working with on enterprise sites great so like this may not work for you although like a smaller e-commerce site would be totally fine for you it's, yes it's like totally. funny I, can we talk about it before the podcast started we were, we we're crapping on this it's the same thing with like SaaS seo oh uh, uh, don't get me started on SaaS seo exactly honestly it is the same thing there is definitively a which is way stupider on page one for SaaS SEO, and it's literally a 27-page guide to SEO, except they stuck the word SaaS in front of SEO, and suddenly it's a SaaS SEO guide, and what the hell, people? There's nothing special about SaaS SEO, and it's also frustrating because people ask me, like, clients will come to me, like, what is your SaaS SEO experience? Like, y'all, it's the same as any subscription site. Having done SEO? normal services business, like... It's like, it's incredible. Like having done SEO in-house for a SaaS company, that this being where I am now, my third SaaS company, mm-hmm. there's nothing different. Literally nothing. nothing. You pay close attention to your phone, but like, are you not doing that somewhere else? Like, cause that's problematic, right? <laughs> I don't. But why, why, how do we get so wrong here? Like I kind of understand the e-commerce thing a little bit because Hey, look, even in the CMS world, you have, you have, you know, WordPress, you have Wix, you have Shopify and Shopify is purely an e-commerce platform. Like when you do a review of the CMS is sometimes, they, and I don't know why they do this. It doesn't make any sense to me, but they'll leave out Shopify as a CMS because it's an e-commerce platform. I get that. Like, yeah. e- it's yeah. the stupidest thing. I don't understand that at all, but you, I see it all the time, but I understand like why e-commerce is a different thing but I don't understand why to the extent where it's, it's a whole different art and science now or the SAS thing. Like, how do we get here? What happened to us? What ha- I mean, I think they want to think it's special. And I, I think, you know, SAS as a business model is different and new and there's different things about it in other roles in, in a SAS or right. Yeah. Like there are obviously specializations and things you have to pay attention to for SAS for the business. So I wonder if it's like those business leaders start with thinking like I had to be highly specialized. So everyone else must be highly specialized. But when it comes to SEO, it's like, it just isn't right. It's not that special. It's not that different. Um, And then I think we, as an industry and agencies, like there is, I mean, I want to call it a fetishization of specialization um, and, and it is necessary, like being niched down can really help you get a lot of business. 
um, and can help people feel special. And I think that's a lot about what it is. It's about making people that you do specialize with feel like you are smart and better and helping them choose you. It's brand positioning. It's not a reality of the business. Um, I, f- I feel like there's things like they, they, they become like hot, like e-commerce was hot. I mean, it still is hot, but it, it, I remember like it was a couple of years ago, maybe like mm-hmm. I'm looking this up as we're talking. I think it was, I could be totally wrong about this, but I think it was 20 years before, right before the pandemic. So what you, I don't know, like I'm totally lost when the pandemic started at this point. Was a construct yeah. I think it started in 2020, but it, the virus came out in 2019. So I, I think it was Sertridge and Land put out like their periodic table for e-commerce in 2019. Because like e-commerce was like, became like the hottest thing in the whole world. Like, but like, what's the difference? Uh-huh. Like, so I feel like these things become like, yeah, uh, e-commerce is now a thing. So now well, SEO also makes people thing. that learn it feel special, right? And, and like, I think there can be a human need and desire to feel smarter than everyone around you, unfortunately. And like, look what I know, and that makes me special and different and better than you. Um, or something there, I don't know. Like, we can all feel a little too self-satisfied with what we know. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I don't feel bad like point, people, but yeah, <laughs> um, it's also, real for SEO rant. who knows? It's a good point. I don't know. I mean, I get like people do specialize in commerce, e-commerce SEO. Like that just happens to be the clients that they, they like working with and the sites they like working with, but that's like your preference, I guess, or just your niche that you've built. For yeah. Yourself. Yeah. And I I don't object to specialization, like especially at the enterprise level, or if there's, you know, variations of things that you niche, like I I really don't object to that. Um, I think that makes sense. It makes clients feel special. You want clients to feel special. You want to have a special relationship with them, but there's a difference between specialization and gatekeeping. Um, And it's when it gets to the gatekeeping, it's when you pretend it is a 27 page guide worth of different information (laughs) that I start to have a problem with it. That makes sense. Um, it's when like you're that. pretending. It's when you're lying. It's when you're keeping people out and keeping people scared and keeping people misinformed. I, I hope they have like a club. Like they get cards. Like I'm an e-commerce SEO. Here's my card. Like a special yeah. club, like, like a lodge where they can hang out and have. I think I saw that on Twitter. Someone was saying like it was the gatekeeper's lodge. Like Ooh. this is where they go. That's where they go. They hang out. We should, we should crash that. I feel like yeah, yeah. so before like we <laughs> before we go, could you share with us your your favorite SAS SEO tip? SAS, oh my goodness, it's my favorite SAS SEO tip. Uh, you know, do your keyword research. Oh, that's good. That's very unique to SAS, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I, for SAS, I only focus on high search volume keywords. Mm. Oh, oh my god, can I get on another rant? That actually reminds me of. Oh, you should only have a long tail strategy. Oh, you should only focus on head terms. All these things like actually you should probably do whatever no one else is doing. Thank you. I like mean, once everyone's doing long tail, then focus on the head because it's not a completely saturated niche. How about that? Go, go figure. I always, okay. So like really quick, cause I could probably run, I'm running late for another meeting, but whatever, screw them. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean like the way it came out. It's fine. Um, I don't get this. Like 
we said Google will say things like, yeah, right for the user. And, and, and you should you think about your user. I'm like, yeah. Like, why is that so novel? Like, think about, it. hey, you know what? Like, what do I do differently than the other sites? Like, what, what's, what does my client do differently? What does my site do differently? What does my business do differently? And why don't we focus on that and create a content plan out of there and see like where there's room and opportunity based on who the heck we are and who the heck our okay. clients are and figure out like where we can carve our own little niches. Why is that so... It sounds novel, but if you were to talk to a, like an actual marketer, they'd be like, yeah, we've been doing that since 1955. It's brand positioning. I think you can bring that to your SEO all day long and make it unique. Talk to your unique customers and their unique needs. Like it, there is plenty of opportunity to, I think, to be really specialized like that. And I, I think that also means there's a lot of unconquered territory. Like there was a whole someone was talking about how there's just no opportunity for SEO ranking anymore. And like, I call bullshit. Um, right. Am I allowed to say that? Sorry. But I don't know, of course you want. there's a ton of one-on-one content out there and there's a ton of like developer, incredibly esoteric, like detailed knowledge. And like what a vast space in between that is just yeah. greenfield. Like there's just so much we can do out there in terms of SEO. There's so much great learning opportunities and I think there's there's huge opportunity for for SEO content about SEO to continue to like totally and find things. We can go down this like we're all for like another hour, but I can't because next people time listening you just have to have me back on the show. Sorry, Not, no, sorry. that sounds but, fine. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Actually, um, where can people find you? How about TikTok? Uh, I, I don't TikTok. I don't Instagram. I do not book faces. Apologies. I am on LinkedIn and you can find me on the Twitters, Tori Lynn Gray, um, and at the gray dot company. And don't forget opinionated SEO opinions. Check it out. Yes. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Come, come hang out and check out our, either our podcast or our web series. It's kind of the same thing. Sweet. Um, folks, SEO Rant comes out typically on Thursdays. Find it wherever you're listening right now. Find it already found it this time. If you're listening in your friend's car, ask them where they found it. Until next time, thank you so much, Tori, for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tori. And toodles. <laughs>